Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. And we're back, folks, on a beautiful Sunday morning. We do have two lines available, and we have the lovely Shira here on phones and music. All you have to do is give her a call. That'll make her smile. Uh, Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Paul and Avondale, good morning. Hey, Brian. Uh, the other question was about my kumquat tree. Um, uh-huh. A couple of years ago, you you suggested that I get a kumquat tree, and I love this thing. It is amazing. It, it wasn't bothered by the heat. I shaded it with a patio umbrella, and it always has lots of fruit flowers. My concern now is that it's about six feet high. Will it get much taller than that? Do I need to trim the tops? Uh, That's about where I want to keep it. You can trim it a little, Paul. It's not going to hurt it. If you want to keep it, you know, whatever size, it's not going to hurt to prune a citrus. So, you know, if you want to keep it. Even though right now it's. No, you can prune it. Even though it's in bloom. Well, you can prune it. You know, the kumquats are almost always in bloom. So it's not going to hurt it while it's in bloom. And uh, just minor pruning all the time is fine. And if anyone's looking for a tree, your advice to me, you, you suggested I get the red push pistachio. Everyone, if you're looking for a great tree, this thing is just amazing. It's one of the, the greatest plants, trees I've ever had in my life. And the last question is, I've got 33 pots that I fill with uh, vegetable stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, since I'm incredibly old, I always buy time. And um, do you guys have a bunch of vegetables that are already established? Or, I will not start from seed. or. or oh, seed no, or. no. Yeah, we've got lots of four-inch and even some gallon vegetables of all different sorts and sizes. You know, and it's a great time of year to plant veggies. That's it. That's what I do. All right. Thanks, Brian. You're the best. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. See you. Pauline in Casa Grande. Hello, Pauline. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good. You know, I'm just looking at the next caller's name is Paul, too. So maybe we've gotten a few open lines. If we have more Pauls or Paulines that would like to call, um, number to call is 277-5827-602. Hi, Pauline. That's funny. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, What's the time frame to plant... Uh, in the ground, ficus nidia is the best time. Well, um, you, can, you know, now is not a bad time, but if you plant them this time of year, and if you're in a colder area, they can freeze. So the okay. only the only worry about planting them now, as far as the tree goes, is is the cold. So I guess probably the ideal time to plant them, whenever they have the longest season to fill in before the heat, uh, would probably be in March. Oh, so beginning of March. I was thinking the end of February. I was going to keep well, them in the. Isn't that about the, the same time? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay, and do so I fertilize it, it, them? I got the fer- the citrus fertilizer from you. Would that work with these as well when I throw them in the ground? So absolutely. You know what? I would. Okay. So they're in containers. You've had them for a while in containers. Yeah, I just had them on a couple of weeks ago. They were on sale, so oh, okay. I got them. So. No, that's fine. Just they're uh, good six feet tall now. Yeah, like fifteen gallons or five. But anyway, yeah, that's fine. Just it'd, it'd be better. You know, you can plant them in the ground as long as you're willing to protect them. Yeah. So well, I have a lot of trees. I got my citrus that you helped me. So every free season, I cover them up. But I, I just figured it would be safer just to wait until the spring. So well, let I me could, ask you: In the last couple of years, have you had any freezing at all? 
Out here in Casa Grande, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, well, if you had frost, too bad, but yeah, but I mean, if yeah. you had any kind of frost at all, yeah, I would go ahead. Just keep them on the patio. Uh, water yeah. two, three times a week. You could put some Osmocote fertilizer on them or any bit, a little okay. bit of any kind of fertilizer uh, right now okay. to take advantage of the warmer weather. Okay. And then um, uh, mesquite trees. I got a good 20-footer and a nice 10-footer baby one that's come up quite nicely, and they made it through the summer with the weekly watering. Um, the ground staying wet a little bit longer. Did I cut back on some you of that watering water with them? completely off right now, Pauline. And uh, okay. are these wild mesquites that came up, the native mesquites? Uh, no, okay. no. What I got them from. Hello. Uh-oh. Well, Pauline, if you're still listening, you can water them this time of year about once a month, and they should be fine. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Paul and Mesa. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you? Oh, and enjoying the morning. Excellent. Hey, I have a question regarding a swirl cactus. It's, uh, it was 21 feet tall, and uh, this summer, uh, about two months ago, it fell over. And uh, I cut off one of, the, one of the arms and stuck it in a pot, and I, I was just following what it said on the, uh, the Internet, and I was wondering, is that a... Is this thing going to live? Uh, well, your ch- your chances aren't great, but there are there is a chance. You know, so You're saying there is a chance. There is a chance. I've seen people grow from cuttings <laughs> before off of arms, but it's a it's a small chance. You know. Yeah, yeah. If you're going fast okay. enough, you can walk on water, but you know, when you slow down, you sink. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I, w- I wanted to know. If I was just wasting my time with it, or as long as it stays green, you've already done the work. I mean, you really kind of want to ignore it from this point on. So, yeah. really, no, no care, no water, no nothing until uh, you know April or so. Okay. okay. Very good. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we have Steve in North Phoenix. Hello, Stephen. Hello. How are you? Oh, enjoying the morning. Hey. It- it is a beautiful morning. Hey, uh, quick and dirty on roses. Uh-huh. I trimmed them. They were pretty good before the summer. And then once it got hot, everything is like it's turned miniature. Is it? Should I prune them again or just yeah, wait pr- till it gets pr- cold? Well, prune them right now back by about a third. Fertilize them, okay? And you can have some beautiful blooms yeah. for the holidays. You know, you'll get by around Thanksgiving in time and certainly in December, you know, up through New Year's, you'll have some really pretty blooms on them. Then if you're, if you're going to grow long stem hybrid teas, then cut them back heavy in January. Okay. Uh, Miracle Grow Good. Miracle grows fine. You might want to throw a little bit of Epsom salt in there, magnesium, sulfate. All right. Okay, a couple of tablespoons per plant on bigger plants would be good. Perfect. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. You too. Uh, John and Chandler, good morning, John. Hey, good morning. How are you? Enjoying it. Wonderful. Hey, my question is about a red push pistache that I had installed directly before the hottest time of the year, the summer. Um, I still think I have leaf scorch, but my question is watering schedule. I, the tree is just struggling. In my, I have one irrigation system, with mm-hmm. one timer, so I don't have a dedicated line for my tree. Okay. What would you suggest? Uh, right now, watering, I'd fertilize it right now. Okay. With anything okay. you have at home, Miracle grows fine. You can use a little 21-7-14 lawn fertilizer. Just a light shot of fertilizer, something that's balanced is better, like citrus fruit or 10-10-10. And water it now about once every week to 10 days heavy. 
So whether you water it with that drip irrigation system or a hose, you want to get the water down to a depth of about two feet, and you don't want to keep it wet. You want to let it get dry between irrigations. What about when summertime comes? About once every week to 10 days. Oh, so it will So it will take the heat then? It loves the heat. I mean, if you look around at all the big pistachios, you know, in Chandler, John, and different places, there's there's thousands of them in the valley. They love the heat. They didn't burn at all in the summertime, but uh, they don't want to stay wet. If they stay wet, they can get a fungus and die. So, we, so about every 10 days then? Well, okay. yeah, I, you know, once a week in the heat of the summer is fine. Once every two okay. weeks, spring and the fall. And really, you know, when they lose their leaves, you know, coming up here from the middle of December on, once every two, three weeks is, is plenty. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, hey, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have three lines available. We have the lovely Shearer here on Phones and Music. You can give her a call at 602-277-5827. We're here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR. Sunny side of life here at the mountains and sunny slope. Beautiful morning out there, folks. We have three lines available. Don't be shy. You know, we get to the end of the program and it's hard to get on. Right now, you'll be up pretty soon. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTR. And we have Shira here on, on the music today and phones and, and putting all of these together. And she has a visitor, Zandra, back here. And the looks like the two young ladies are really having fun back there. <laughs> with music and phones. And anyway, we do have the three lines available. 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Kathleen in Sun City West, good morning. Good morning, Brian. I'm so happy you have this program that we can all uh, call you up and uh, get answers to our questions. But we have a lot of fun being here, if you can't tell, Kathleen. It's, uh, I think I've been on the air for about 35 years now. I used to get paid. Now I have to pay them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's how it goes these days. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I have a couple questions. Um, I have um, some beautiful juniper bushes, or at least they were until they kind of got sun scorched during the summertime. Is I've given them a little shot of iron. I've, uh, the needles are, the dried up ones are falling off. Is there anything else I can do to get those to come back? 
you know, not so much. You, you can hit it with a balanced fertilizer, like a 10-10-10. And, okay. and that wouldn't be bad to do because they will grow through the wintertime. And right. uh, and they tend okay. to re- they tend to recover pretty well. I mean, junipers are you know just in general are a very very hardy group of plants, and yes. uh, and, I, and I think they'll come back fine. And um, you might just need a, a couple extra irrigations to keep them happy for next summer. But I would fertilize them right now with a balanced fertilizer. Anything you have around should be okay. Okay, this is the first time they've been there for about twenty years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they're beautiful, but uh, they got burned. Well, this was the hottest time ever, too, so I, I can understand yes, that. But, yes, but they'll come yes. back. Also, I have a red push pistache tree, and uh, my neighbor yesterday had a 45-year-old citrus tree cut down, and uh, and she also had the roots taken out. Now, the landscapers said that it was diseased, and... Um, I'm concerned about my tree. I'm two dollars away, and they were blowing with their blowers after they took the tree out. Should I be concerned that any of uh, the fungus or whatever that was in that tree would float over onto my well, red if, stash? You know, it, it could have had a fungus. Could have phytophthora some different things. Um, uh-huh. And I, you know, I, I didn't see it, so I couldn't tell you that for sure. Could have even had some sooty canker, but that's not so common in the uh-huh. uh, citrus or in the pistachio. So. I wouldn't really be overly concerned if your tree's healthy, help, um, healthy, Kathy. Yes, it is happy. And happy. And I'm happy, too. Well, it, it, it'll stay that way. Just don't love it to death. Don't give it too much water, and it'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Kathleen. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Yes, you too. Uh, Richard in Phoenix. Good morning, Richard. Morning. How do you get rid of sticker bushes? Well, they used to have some bugs that they would release around that uh, little worms that would go into them, the bullheads and, or puncture vine, whatever you want to call it. But the main thing you have to do really is get rid of the seeds. So you can stop the seed from coming back by using a pre-emergent. However, unless you remove the, you know, the little goat heads or whatever you want to call them, uh, they're still going to get you. So you pretty much have to pull them or vacuum them up. Oh, okay. Second question. Santa Rosa plum trees, you guys got them? Yes, we do. When's the best time to plant? Today, because you're thinking about it. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which store do you have them at? Well, you know what? We're we're, we're just looking at them. They're kind of greening up better this fall. So I'll have more of them next weekend, and I'll have them at all three stores. They they probably have a few now, but we're gonna we have a a batch of them. We're growing at one of our growing grounds that we're gonna bring into Uh the nurseries this week. Okay, so next weekend? Next weekend, I'll have them everywhere. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye, Richard. Uh, Becky in Phoenix. Good morning, Becky. Good morning. Question about an apple tree, probably 10-plus years old, uh, about trimming it or pruning it, I should say. It's starting to spurt out another growth period, it looks like. Um, so is it okay to cut back some now? Or you, can pr- you can prune it anytime, Becky. And, you know, if we have a mild winter, sometimes the a- apples don't actually even go dormant like the other stone fruits do. So if you wanted to prune oh, okay. it back now, you can. The, the normal time to prune it would be in January. But if it's bugging okay. you, if it's bugging you, go ahead and prune it. Yeah, it's just growing into a, a grapefruit tree. Yeah. I've trimmed it some, but I thought, I don't know if I should go too far. Uh, second question, same thing. I, I think it's a red maple. But... Um, I have some dead in it. Is it okay to 
cut that out and wait a while before well, yeah, really like, like cutting it back. Like a purple plum or something? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, purple plum. And, and you know why it's easier to do it right now? Sometimes whenever you let them go all the way dormant, it's hard to tell what's damaged or dead. So yeah, pr- yeah. pruning them back right now is probably easier. And it's, you know, it's not, the heat's not going to harm anything anymore. Okay, great. Well, you're the best. Thanks well, have again. Fun, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, let's see. Next, we have Bill and then Don, and then it could be you. All you have to do is give Sheer a call at 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, enjoy in the morning. I got two questions for you. I know the answer to one, but I'm going to ask you anyways. I got uh, rabbits in my front yard that won't go away. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I could spread around to get rid of them? Lead. To go migrate somewhere else? Um. You know, it's there's there's rabbit repellent, you know, that will will actually kind of work to a certain degree, keeping them off specific plants. But um, you know, aside from that, you can trap them, um, you know, or, or you you know, you pretty much have to get rid of them or get a, a small borrow a small dog. There you, you know, go. Chihuahua will do pretty good. Yeah. Whippet's even better. You know, the whippet will actually catch <laughs> them and eat them. So so will a greyhound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the other one I have is we were digging a hole last week to plant a. Uh, um, palm tree and uh, we found grubs uh, a substantial amount like uh, 40 50 of them in this hole that we were digging what's the best way to get rid of grubs or what chemical uh how, how were they big how how large were they the white ones they were probably about uh anywhere from three quarters of an inch to a half an inch okay so yeah th- those would be easy it's just a regular systemic grub control like bear makes one just by bear grub control and it's uh okay. intermittent chlorophyll that goes down in the soil and it'll last for like three months and so it works pretty well you have it at your shop on glendale we do perfect awesome i appreciate well, you thank you sir have a nice weekend bye-bye bye-bye uh, Don and Sun City West, not not to be yes. if you can, not Sun City East. Yeah, Sun City West. I've never heard of Sun City okay. East yet. Did they did they make one of those yet, Don? I, I misunderstand what you said. Oh, I just I wondered if there's a Sun City East. I mean, I know where Sun City is no. and Sun City West, but I've never been to Sun City East yet. No, I I, I don't think there is one. Oh, maybe they maybe I that's mean, what they call Scottsdale. I don't know. Anyway, how are you today? <laughs> Good, Brian. Uh, what can I do with my struggling bottle brush bushes? Uh, feed them right now. And they uh, like they like chelated iron. Are these the dwarf bottle iron. brush bushes or, or large ones? Or well, uh, they were they were pretty good and they're old. They've mm-hmm. been in here over oh, probably since the house was put in twenty twenty five years ago. Okay, and uh, they they used to all be really healthy, no no problems with them at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, this summer, it really hurt them a lot. So what what I would uh, use is a little bit of a balanced fertilizer. And then if you put some soil sulfur and chelated iron on them, and the chelated iron will work even better if you you get the liquid type and spray it on the foliage. And uh, and you could do that with the fertilizer, too. You could even mix like a miracle Grow or something like that with some chelated iron and uh, spray that right on the foliage. It'll green them up faster than put it down underneath the plants and maybe throw like a cup full of soil sulfur under each one to kind of drop the pH okay. a little on them and they'll come right out. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come down to your store in Glendale. Okay. And my wife and I, my wife and I used to always enjoy your, your grandparents' house. Oh, the old Adobe. If, yeah. if, if they have, if nobody's been in, if, if you have never been in that house, your customers, they ought to go in and take a look at it. It's fabulous. 
<laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. My uh, my grandparents built that out of the backyard. So yeah. it's been there okay, a while. I'm going to come down to the, I'm going to come down to the store and, and pick up what you were just talking about because I wasn't able to keep track of all of it in my mind. Okay, well that's all right. Okay. Yeah, it's chelated iron stuff. And if uh, I think I'll be working at the other store today, but if you got a question, they'll give you my cell. We can talk on the phone too while you're there. Okay, thanks, Brian. Thank talk you, Don. To you again. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Bill in Scottsdale, but after Bill, it's wide open. The number to call is 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. If you've never called, it's the perfect time to call. You can talk with uh, Miss Shearer here. She's on the phones and music. Uh, next up, Bill in Scottsdale. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for the show. You provide a lot of useful information. I have some citrus. The leaves are turning a copper color and curling up. Uh, most of it are lemon trees. What's what's the problem? This is on the new growth or on the older growth, Bill? Uh, most of it's the older growth. Hmm. So, might be some you know damage more from spider mites or something that happened this summer. What's the what's the new growth look like? New growth looks good. Okay, so I wouldn't be too concerned. It probably had a pretty heavy infestation of spider mites this summer, and and they were worse this summer than most because we had no rain. And the rain kind of washes them off some. So I would, um, you know, it, it's going to grow out. The new foliage would be fine. The stuff that's damaged is not going to be repairable. Okay. Now I got one other question. I've got a desert rose. It's about 10 years old. And this year it just, it grew like, it's like an octopus. It's, mm-hmm. The limbs are just going everywhere. Is that normal? Or That's pretty normal as they get bigger. And Did you transplant it and give it more room or? We did. Um, well, probably four or five years ago, we oh. transplanted now. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll they'll do pretty well in a smaller container. Magnificent plant, and you're obviously aware not to overwater it, or you wouldn't have it for five years. So just enjoy them. They're a nice plant. Okay, will do. All right, thanks, Any Bill. Okay, thank you, Brian. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Sabra in Phoenix. Good morning, Sabra. Good morning, Good morning. How are thou? I'm good. How are you? No, enjoying the day. I have a question about a tomato plant. It's about, I don't know, three feet tall and about three feet wide. It's got a bunch of blooms, but no tomatoes yet. Well, you can, if, if you don't see any bees around, you can pick up some tomato blossom set, which is a little spray, comes in a little bottle. You can squirt on there and pollinate the tomatoes yourself. Uh, the other thing uh-huh. is make sure that it's, uh, you know, getting plenty of sun this time of year. You know, it wants pretty bright light, pretty bright sun, and it doesn't right. stay too wet or too fertilized. Um, but no, if it's not getting pollinated, I mean, that you can buy that blossom set and just spray it right on. Okay. Well, I've got marigolds around it, mm-hmm. you know, in the the bed. Right. And I've seen bees there, but yeah, there's still no tomatoes on there. Well, it depends, you know, on the variety and different things too. And some of them, you know, the smaller tomatoes are more reliable as far as this time of year. Any things like mm-hmm. early girls or sweet 100s or giant cherries or, you know, the small pear tomatoes. But, uh, right. you know, and some of the bigger ones like beef steak and beef master and those, um, they really need longer days of light to, to do better. But, you know, as long as it's still growing, mm-hmm. you got flowers on it. But I, if you want to pick up some blossom set. Blossom set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. 
Bye-bye. Oh, it looks like we got Mr. Troy Bear wondered in again. That means we're going to find out what's happening in the world. While we're gone, we do have a caller to line available. The number for Miss Shira here, 602-277-5827 for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR. your show now so what's it gonna be cause people will tune in how many train wrecks do we need to see before we lose touch and we thought this was low well it's bad getting worse oh, where'd all the good people go I've been changing channels I don't see them on the TV shows Where'd all the good people go? We got heaps and heaps of what we saw. They got this and that with a rattle attack test and one to man. What you gonna do? Bad news, missed news, got too much to lose. Give me some truth now. Whose side are we on? Whatever you say. Turn on the boob tube, I'm in the mood to obey, so lead me astray. And by the way now, where'd all the good people go? Well, welcome back, folks. I know the good people. They're all here in the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. We've got Shira, we got Troy, we got Sandra back visiting, or we don't know what she's going to but her schedule is going to be in the world. Um, anyway, welcome back. We do have uh, zero lines available. As one's gone, one will be available. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Sherry and Mesa, good morning. Hi there. I have a bottle tree that has a, it looks like about a two-foot, I think it's a prickly pear cactus that's actually growing straight up. But it it just popped up out of nowhere about a foot from the base of this bottle tree. And I'm wondering if we should be digging that up and moving. It's up to you. I mean, it's, you know, dogs and cats can live together. So can cactus and bottle trees. Uh, it's growing in the ground or is it growing out of a, like a crab crevice in the tree? No, it's growing in the ground. Okay. So if you want it to, if you want to transplant, yeah. Well, some bird was sitting in your bottle tree and uh, decided that was a good place to seed a cactus for you. So you can transplant it or you can leave it, whatever you like to do. It's not going to hurt anybody to grow together. Um, so okay. it's totally up to you. That's what I need to do. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sherry. Bye-bye. Uh, Marilyn in Sun City West. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. Hey, Brian, um, I put in four 15-gallon trees exactly a year ago, and two of them, the Cascalodi and the Vitex, are growing wider than taller. Uh Can I cut the little branches off the bottom to make them taller? Oh, you can prune them and shape them either one. In fact, uh, the Vitex is one of my favorite trees to prune, and and they're naturally going to spread and grow wider, you know, as they're growing with more open space and room. That's their natural form. But if you want to prune them and shape them, uh, prune away. Okay. So, and what about the Cascalodi? That's the one that's the worst. that just keeps getting wider, and it's like right over a sidewalk that we're trying to use. Okay. Well, if it's, if it's in the way, prune it any time. You can prune it right now. Or you might just let it okay. bloom through the bloom cycle because it's going to bloom real pretty here for the next month or so, and, and then prune uh-huh. it, whichever you think. But it's not going to hurt to prune it either time. Okay. And then 
Uh, one other question. We have golden barrels we think are 30 years old, and then we have some baby ones that we just planted last weekend while they're like about the size of a volleyball. Mm-hmm. How much water this time of year should we be giving the old ones and the new ones? Well, the old ones, you know, once a month is fine. You know, they really, they need some water when it's real hot in the summertime, but this time of year, they don't really require hardly any. And the new ones, okay. once every couple of weeks, is, we would be fine. Okay. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Paul in Phoenix. Hello, Paul. Ryan, thanks for taking my call. I've got a blackberry patch near Central and Bethany Home Road that's lethal. It's just dangerous. Six by six. Thorns every place. How, what do I do to cut it down in size? Uh, just go get you a pet deer and let them, you know, browse on it for a while. I've got a goat in my house that uh, he's masterful <laughs> at pruning them. And I live pretty close to you. You want to borrow a goat for a while? <laughs> That'd be just fine. Just fine. <laughs> well, if you borrow the goat, you have to, you have to keep the goat and promise not to eat them. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. But uh, no, you can, you can butcher them back to the ground this time of year. It's not going to hurt them. Um, okay. And they are, you know, the new ones we have don't have the thorns, but the ones at my house do, but the goat has done a fine job. I mean, he really has. He's, he's eating them so back to the ground. What I'm hearing you say is hack it back to a, a size that's manageable. Absolutely. And and even even okay. smaller this time of year. I mean, you know, because okay. you have to remember it's going to come back with a vengeance in the spring. So oh. you, the more you prune it, the, the better you're going to have uh, new foliage and, and fruit. And, and you know, if you'll, you probably with blackberries have to prune them a couple times during the season to maintain their size. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate the help. Good luck with your goat. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. Uh, Jeff and Phoenix is up next, then Pete. And then we've got three open lines. The number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTR. Good morning, Jeff. Morning, Brian. Uh, hey, I live in Central Phoenix as well. also have a question about two questions, but one is about blackberries. My neighbor has a blackberry hedge. And we have gotten rid of our oleanders, and we want to plant the blackberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I uh, take sh- uh, cuttings off of those and plant those? You can. Over- um, you can you can take cuttings off the trunks or off the roots. Well, the, the you know commonly what they're done is you cut back the blackberry vines, and you grow a root you know like a stem, get a stem about the size of your thumb, and cut it into cuttings about eight inches long. And you could put them in the soil or back in containers. It's probably easier to root them by dipping them in a little root tone and putting them into like a one-gallon bucket or some kind of container and then growing them out. And uh, and they'll come out fine. The one the one thing is just if they have the thorny ones, you have to decide whether you want the thorns or not. Well, that's all you want. We want the thorns on the... Okay, well, that's no problem. Through, so. Yeah, I, I could give yeah. you some cuttings from my house, too. I, I'm not going to be planting any more thorny ones, but, you know, if you want a secure hedge. Now, the other thing that we use an awful lot in the neighborhood for hedges that, you know, are good for privacy and also have thorns are the sour orange hedges, and you'll see them all over yeah. Central Phoenix. And uh, Well, my wife, my wife just loves these blackberries, so... Well, she loves the blackberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, those, those are um, a lot... Of, they're a lot of work with the thorns, but uh, they definitely have oh, good fruit. I, yeah, I understand. We have yeah. a big yard, though, so it takes up the space. Um, <clears throat> the other question is, we planted... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, in the spring, we planted uh, four uh, avocado trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them have made it, have made it through... Um, is there something right now they should be 
done to them, fertilized or anything like well, that. Well, you fertilize them. Um, it's a little late now because they're frost tender. What you really want to watch with them is, uh, Jeff, that we don't have a freeze this winter and kill them. And if there is, just make sure we get them covered. Yeah, and if you so would basically so put up a, like four posts, you know, and put like a piece of yeah, we got posts the over them. We have shade cloth over them now. Mm-hmm. We've had a shade cloth over them the whole summer. Well, basically, surrounded the whole thing. Yeah, pull the shade cloth um, off okay. now. Okay, give them more sun. Now's a, you know, get rid of the shade cloth, and then um, buy some frost cloth and be ready. Sticks. There's a few dead sticks on the top. Can can we trim those sure. off, or should we just let that be for a while? No, go ahead and prune them. Okay. All right. Sounds great. All right. Bye-bye, All right. Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Pete Navendel. Good morning, Peter. Hey, hi. Good morning, Brian. Um, just like the other caller, I had a question. I bought a um, an avocado tree, Haas avocado tree, mm-hmm. five gallon. It was on clearance at Lowe's. And when I got home, it said this plant needs a pollinator. How do I get a pollinator? Well, you buy another avocado. <laughs> okay. All well, right. Hosses, I'm pretty sure, can self pollinate. You would get more fruit, you know, if you had two varieties, so they would cross. But here, here's the problem with avocados: is it's too hot here, it's too cold here, and it's too dry here. But other than that, they love it. Yeah. yeah. Even in All San right. Diego, you only see them on the side of the hills because okay. they have to be areas where it's frost free. So just be willing to protect it, you know, from the okay. cold and the heat and the and the you know make so, you okay. So besides- so besides, sorry, but besides bees, um, the best option for a pollinator is just to get another Haas avocado tree. Well, no, I mean that's what they. That's why when they say you need a pollinator on any plant, it's going to say it's going to produce better if it has something to cross pollinate with. So, oh, uh, that's what like citrus. Are, to, citrus are pretty okay. much self pollinating, but even with citrus, like when we grow tangelos, we'll mix in another mandarin variety to get a bigger crop. But um, okay, okay. Now, now this one, last question. This one's a five gallon. When do I transfer to a bigger gallon so during winter time I can bring it in my garage and add back and forth? Well, I mean, it'll grow better in a container, um, and you can grow. They'll grow really well on a patio. You know, if, if you've got a okay. south-facing okay. patio, uh, avocados yeah. will do really well because you've got the protection from the cold and from the direct okay. heat. You know, so the south side patio is great. And depending on how big the plant is, when it's big enough to transplant, uh, you know, I'd put it up into a 15-gallon. And uh, it'll, it'll, should, I do it, should I do it now or should I wait till March? You know, it's not going to make any difference, really, if you do it now or, say, in February, because it's not going to grow much. It's got about another two, three weeks to grow, and then it's going okay. to kind of stop for the wintertime. But if you wanted to plant it now, it's fine, or you could plant it in the spring early. And, uh, right, you know, I, I would definitely plant it by March, though. Okay, perfect, perfect. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Pete. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have uh, Pete's line. Oh, no, Pete's line's not open. Uh, I don't think we'll, 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 have an, we'll have more lines when we come back and after we take some more calls. In the meantime, and enjoy the break. We'll be right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Number to call after the break when a line's available is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Talk about destruction Don't you know that you can count me out? 
You know, at Whitfields, we grow trees. We grow all kinds of trees. Started with my grandparents back in the 40s, specializing in citrus from the early days, but growing beautiful things like Swan Hill olives. We have American mesquites, nice ironwoods, wonderful palm trees like mules, which look like coconuts, fruiting dates if you want to grow your own crop. Right here in Arizona, our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue, where the East Valley Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south to Sky Harbor Airport. We're up on Monday through Saturdays, 8 to 530. Sundays, 10 to 4. No jobs too small, none's too large. We'll do the digging. And if you need a 1,000 palm trees, please give us a call. We have plenty. Whitfield Nursery for four generations, growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Okay, back to the phones. we got to get the right order. Rob and Mesa. Hi, Rob. Hey, good morning, Brian. Morning to you. I have a couple. Thank you. i got two quick questions for you. Uh, Neither of them related. I've got to paint my back wall here. You know, I'm trying to hit the cooler weather. And I have uh, a couple of Cape honeysuckles and uh, or something in the yellow bell family that's probably 12, at least 12 feet tall. And I need to cut them way back in order to get access to that wall to paint. And uh, am I going to kill the plants by doing that this time of year, or am I out of luck and going to have to wait? No, Rob, the plant the plant should come back out fine. Um, you know, you are going to have to look at whatever you prune them to until March or April when they start to grow again. They're really not going to grow any, you know, after this month, they're pretty much through and, until February. But, you know, I, I wouldn't cut them back. I'd cut them back far enough to be out of the way, but I'd probably still live them like three or four feet. Oh, that'd be that'd be easy. I'm, you know, I need to cut them back at least fifty percent, and I yeah. didn't want to, you know, kill them. But uh, yeah, that's that's good news. I, I'd like to get to this before the warm weather. You know, uh, and the other quick question I have for you is regarding uh, the uh, pre-emergent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it in September, and if a person can only do it twice a year, <laughs> when. Instead of the you know the three times a year, what would be the best time if uh, for me to put that down again? Well, September should be pretty good for your winter weeds, so you want to put it down again probably the end of January, first of February, so that should catch most oh. of your spring weeds. All right, fantastic. Uh, thank you. I know you got a lot of calls coming in, and thank you for the information, Brian. Have a good day. You too, Rob. Have a nice weekend. Bye bye. Uh, JG and AJ. Hey, JD. <laughs> Hi there. Morning. Hi there. I got. I've had a company put in. Oh, he's on their third tree, and it's a. I can't pronounce it, but I'll spell it. F I C U S. Uh huh. 
N-I-T-I-D-A? Yeah, Ficus Natida, Indian Laurel Tree. Okay, Indian Laurel Tree, okay. Mm-hmm. And we're on our third tree. I have a four-foot ditch or a circle around it, four inches deep. I put a lot of mulch, it's four, feet of mul- four inches of mulch on it, and I water it until the water is on top of that four-inch mulch. Okay. And the tops keep burning right out of them. Well, they, you know, burning out this last summer, it was too hot. I mean, it was a terrible summer. Um, well, that, last year did the same thing. Well, maybe you should try a different tree. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, maybe ficus trees true. aren't for you, J.D. You know, either, either, either I would recommend either you go with a desert tree, you know, like a mesquite or an ironwood or a palo verde. I mean, those are going to love the heat. Red push pistachios are pretty tough. You know, and uh, you might find those trees are more suiting to your watering patterns. Okay. Well, I have my own well, so I water them as much as I want. I don't have a water okay. problem. You're, how How is your well water quality? Uh, it's good. Okay. So you drink your well water? Yeah, we drink our well okay, water. So it's yeah. yeah, if it's good enough yeah. to drink, it's good enough for trees. So um, that yeah. shouldn't be a problem. But sometimes out in the open, getting a ficus started can be a little rough. The best time to plant them would really be right after the frost, so the end of February, 1st of March. And, you know, if you really want to grow a ficus, if you'll let them grow and grow them kind of like multi and fuller so that they'll fill up and build up in themselves and not be as tall and spindly, they'll be, they'll be tougher as well. Okay. How about a, a pygmy? I have a, a miniature uh, date pygmy. Pygmy dates? Yeah, has, uh, yeah, yeah. And it has three of them on it, mm-hmm. but it looks like one of them is dying out of the three. Well, that's not totally uncommon. How long have you had it? Uh, two years. Okay. Yeah, just uh, feed it. You know, if you haven't, you can feed it right now one more time, but you want to feed it like in the spring and the summer, uh, pretty regular, like once a month. I fed it with uh, liquid just the other day. Okay. Well, that, they call it they call it the moon juice. Yeah, that should be fine. Okay, but it, that that third one probably will not come back. No, if the one dies out, they're they're but they're all separate plants, so now it'll just be a double. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank you very. Thanks, JD. Thank you very much. Bye bye, Susan and Glendale. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. How are you? Enjoy in the morning. Thanks so much for taking my call. Hey, I had an oleander bush that was planted right next to my wall of my house. And I was told it could get in the lines, the plumbing lines, and I should get rid of it. I cut it way back. Susan, how old is your house? How do I kill the root? Um, I don't think it's... It's real old. It's a condominium that I moved into. Okay. And, so, uh, you know, unless unless there's a water leak or unless it's an older home that might have galvanized pipes or clay sewers, um, you usually don't have a problem with the oleanders. But, you know, if there's a water leak there, it can certainly be a problem. If you keep the plant pruned back on the top and you enjoy it being small and flowering, it's not going to establish a bigger root system. So if you keep it pruned on the top, the roots aren't going to get any bigger. So you're going to hold it right where it's at and just enjoy it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Susan. Bye-bye. Charles in North Phoenix. Hi, Charles. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Uh, I have a a block wall, six foot high, south side of the property. I want to plant something that's uh, uh, 
what's landscaping. Against the wall, I have about a 12-inch space along that wall that I can plant in, and it gets no sun. Yeah, it's the north side of the wall, except for in the summertime, it probably gets sun. Yeah, oh yeah, in the summer. Right now, it's not going to get any sun for about three or four months. Right. So what would you like this plant to do, Charles? Oh, oh, I need a wall, a vine. I already have the trellis up. Okay. And uh, well, just to cling right to the wall by itself, you can grow creeping fig vine. A creeping fig vine. And creeping fig. So I already just... got the trellis up. It's okay. twelve foot long. So if you got a trellis up, you might plant in there a star jasmine, and it's not going to bloom until the summer, but it'll stay healthy. And I've got uh, two star jasmine on the other wall, and they look like they died because of the the heat this year. But they were facing like west, probably. Yeah, they were facing uh, south. Well, it's a little hotter one, one in the south, south side. and one one west and one south. Yes, and the south one probably did a little better than the west one. But there, yeah. you know, there there are a lot of different options. <clears throat> but you're not going to get much color or flowers. But there are a lot of vines that will grow there. You know, everything from like a tangerine cross vine would, would be fine to grow in there. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on what you want. So the, the north side okay, is... Okay, what was is, the first one? The creeping vine? Well, the creeping fig actually will grow and cling to the wall by itself. It'll turn the whole wall dark green. We have those at our home on the north side of a wall. And they're magnificent. Okay. They're a little slow getting started. But once they fill in, they'll cling right to the wall itself. And they'll grow up. And you can kind of hedge them on top of the wall, whatever height you want to. Okay. And you have those at the one of your stores? Yeah, we should have them at all of our stores. Oh, okay. All right. And then... Another question real quick. I have a uh, Madagascar palm that you recommended that I put a little slit in it at the uh, dirt line, uh, covered it up with the dirt. It's got roots. You know what? I got to put, put you on hold. I'll t- finish you off the air. Goodbye, folks. Love each other. Be kind. And it's a small world, and there's a lot of people here. And the better we live together, the happier we'll be. We'll be back with you next Sunday.